What up? What up? What up? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Asbrock's Bengals Thoughts, presented to you by Impact Sports Cincinnati. My name is, of course, Chris Asbrock, and I am back for the third season here of this show where I will be discussing the Cincinnati Bengals and the games that they had just played. And in this week's episode, I'm going to talk about the game that started off the 2021 season for the Cincinnati Bengals where they hosted the Minnesota Vikings in front of a paid attendance of 56,525 at Paul Brown Stadium in what was just a beautiful day at PBS. It was uh, nice and sunny, just, just a perfect day for football, and that's what we experienced at Paul Brown Stadium as our Cincinnati Bengals knocked off the Minnesota Vikings 27-24 in overtime. And it was quite the game to where, well, you know what? First of all, I'm going to actually, you know what? Let's take it back here a little bit because um, I had done a Bengals preview podcast where I I had checked on it. It was all there. Uh, this was a couple days ago before the season started, and poof, it was gone, and we have no record of it whatsoever. So, you know what, before I get into the game where the Cincinnati Bengals knocked off the Minnesota Vikings, uh, I'm going to just do a quick rundown of the schedule and what I was, you know, you know, basically what I was looking at here for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I had, and, and looking at everything I had, Going into the season, um, I had the Bengals with four for sure victories. Uh, looks like here, it looks like a total of five games that were um, basically a definite loss. And then the rest of them all swing games. Now, I had the Minnesota game as a swing game, and I actually had them losing that. Um, I've got Chicago as a win. And then... Uh, Pittsburgh as a loss. So at that point right there, they're 2-1. and one. Jacksonville on Thursday night football, I have that as a win. The Green Bay game as a loss. Detroit as a win. Or the game at Detroit as a win. At Baltimore as a loss. At the Jets as a win. The Cleveland game uh, the week before the bye. That's a swing game is what I have. And I've got that as a loss. Um, I think that that could go either way, but, um, you know, it just really depends because that, you know, Bengals and Browns play each other relatively tight all year. Uh, it seems like, you know, every year that's just how it is. Uh, the Vegas game coming out of the bye, I've got that one as another swing game. No, the next three games are swing games. I think this is a crucial part of the season, um, where the Bengals are at Vegas home against Pittsburgh and at home against the Chargers. I've got that as win-win loss there. So coming out of the bye where, you know, the Bengals are, I've got them at four and five coming out of the bye. And I've got them two wins uh, at Vegas and then at home against Pittsburgh. And I do have them losing to the Chargers and then at home against San Francisco as a loss. I've got them also going to uh, going to Denver as a win and then finishing up the season as three straight losses with uh, Baltimore Kansas City at home. So Baltimore at home, Kansas City at home, and then finishing up on the road at Cleveland. Like I said, all straight losses there. 
finishing up the season at seven and ten. But now you look at you know, like I said, I had the Minnesota game as a swing game where I thought, okay, you know, they could lose that just because I think that Minnesota is a, I think they're a really good football team. Bengals come out and get the victory there. See, so this right here, this swing game, you know, the swing games are going to be obviously key for this team down the stretch. This team can go, you know, they could go anywhere from, I'd say, four to five wins all the way up to 10 depending on how they perform in the swing games. If they lose to some of the, you know, the majority of the swing games that I've got as wins, you know, they could have as little as four losses or four wins. I'm sorry. Uh, but if they, you know, they pull some of the upsets and even some of the games that, you know, where you're looking at a definitive loss, I mean, hell, the Green Bay game, you know, that's, you know, Sunday, October 10th. The way Green Bay played yesterday, my God, that could be, you know, that could swing, you know, in favor of the Bengals there. Uh, so that goes as a definite loss to now a swing game with the performance we saw from Green Bay in that game uh, yesterday against New Orleans. So um, I do think that the ceiling for this football team is 10 and 7. I don't see anything more than that. Uh, but I don't see, you know, I, I don't see the Bengals losing more than 10 games. I do. I feel that 10 or that 7 and 10 is a realistic spot for this football team right now. And hell, I will take that because I think that there is a lot to be positive about with this team. And, you know, I I can see them definitely taking some steps forward. Um, So at least I wanted to get that out there, like I said, because the podcast did not uh, cooperate and record as, or, you know, post as I had hoped. So uh, with that being the case, Let's get back to talking about the the Bengals' victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Now, like I said, this is a game to where, you know, I had, you know, like I said, like we had just discussed, I had had the Bengals, you know, that was a prediction that I had them losing. Um, But then, you know, just for, you know, kind of uh, shits and giggles, it was kind of one of those things to where, you know, I was feeling positive yesterday. Even though I wasn't feeling the best about the game, I did pick the Bengals to win 24-20 uh, via text with Nick Semino. But, uh, you know, that was just being positive. But then, you know, you looked at the way the game unfolded, and it – I mean, you got to give – you got to give the Bengals credit. And, you know, the scoring – you know, the scoring didn't take place until – the second quarter when um, Adam Thielen uh, caught a five-yard touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins um, on a 14-play 91-yard drive that lasted eight minutes and 21 seconds. Uh, that one really wiped down the time for the Bengals. Um, but, you know, the Bengals were able to really, you know, they were able to really get it going in, in terms of, you know, the way they were able to to push forward after that drive uh, by uh, by the Vikings. So the Bengals get the ball back uh, with six minutes and 39 seconds left in the second quarter. And they proceed to go on a nine-play, 75-yard drive that took four minutes and 52 seconds. Uh, and Minnesota was able to get the ball back with a uh, minute 47 to go. Bengals you know, forced them to punt in that. And, you know, the Bengals got the ball back, proceeded to go four plays, 75 yards. That only took 36 seconds. That was highlighted 
on that 50-yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. And just what a beautiful play that was um, to where he laid it in there. It looked exactly. And, you know, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, make sure you take a look at the tweet that was put out by LSU football to where they kind of, you know, combined that highlight with the touchdown pass from the national championship game. Really, really cool thing. I, I was, it was really, it, it was nice to see. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, but then the, you know, to come at, coming out of the half, uh, you know, the Bengals, Bengals did a good job again of uh, basically taking control of the football game. You know, they, you, they go into the half leading 14 to seven. Then they proceed to go, on a uh, 11 play drive that encompassed 75 yards, it took five minutes and 45 seconds off the clock, and that was capped off with a Joe Mixon two-yard touchdown run, and the Bengals took that 21 to seven lead uh, in a situation where I'm not gonna lie, you were, you know the stadium was kind of as pumped as we all were. We were a little stunned by I mean how they came out and played and and just. You know, like I said, they really took it to uh, Minnesota there, and, and what is a you know, and what is a really good football team? Let's be real. And um, Bengals took advantage of it, and they got the job done, uh, up twenty-one to seven at this point in time. The Vikings get the ball back after the Bengals go for it on fourth and one, and I will discuss that here in a minute. Uh, and that was capped off on a it was a four-play thirty-yard drive, took fifty-one seconds. And that was capped off by Adam Thielen, a 24-yard touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins to where, you know, he just made a nice cut on and, you know, and he he made it in there and uh, made the Bengals pay. Um, the Bengals get the ball back. Uh, they do go uh, three minutes and 11 seconds uh, time of possession on a seven-play 40-yard drive. And Evan McPherson notched his first field goal. In the NFL, uh, it was a 53-yard shot, and it, you know, it was it was good. So um, the Bengals at that point are up 24-14. Uh, things get interesting in the fourth quarter. Uh, the um, the Vikings go right back down after uh, a 10-play 75-yard drive that takes four minutes and 50 seconds. Dalvin Cook one-yard touchdown run. And then, uh, you know, that put them within three. Bengals have a chance. They get a little conservative in the play calling. And then to finish it up, so nothing happens. uh, With a minute and 48 to go, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, basically they drive nine plays, 60 yards, and it's capped off with a 53-yard field goal uh, by Joseph to tie the game with no time left on the clock, 24-24. And then the Bengals, after back and forth in the in overtime, the Bengals do they get a they get the ball back on a fumble by Dalvin Cook. And the Bengals proceed to go seven plays, 46 yards, takes a minute and 48, and capped off by Evan McPherson with a 33-yard field goal on a gutsy on another you know, big play in that situation. It was a gutsy fourth and inches call to where Joe Burrow, he checked out of a play, and it ended up being a 32-yard pass on fourth down to C.J. Uzama. Uh, but the Bengals come away with a 27-24 victory. 
again in what was just a, a great football game at Paul Brown Stadium, uh, one that was a lot of fun to watch. And, again, the Bengals come away with the victory. Uh, you look at the final stat leaders, um, Joe Burrow, 20 of 27, 261 yards. Uh, he had a quarterback rating of 128.8 as he had two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he His longest touchdown or his longest play slash touchdown was the uh, 50-yard touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. Um, Burrow was sacked five times for 44 yards, so that is a little bit of a down you know, a, a, you know, down spot there. Uh, Kirk Cousins was 36 of 49, 351 yards. He did have two touchdowns. Uh, his longest pass was 34 yards. He was sacked three times for 26 yards, and he had a quarterback rating of 106.8. Uh, Justin Jefferson did have a pass on an end round, and he was able to pass the ball off to Westbrook. Um, so that was one for one for 11 yards there on the ground on the Bengals side. Joe Mixon, have yourself a day, kid. 29 rushes for 127 yards. His longest rush was 19. He did have a touchdown and he averaged 4.4 yards on the ground. Samaje P. Ryan, five rushes for 22 yards. His longest was 13. Joe Burrow, one for two. And then Jamar Chase, one for minus two. On the Minnesota side, Dalvin Cook. Uh, one for, uh, or I'm sorry, 20 for 61. His longest was 17 and did have a touchdown run. Um, Abdullah, Amir Abdullah, um, Abdullah, I'm sorry, yeah, one for four. And then Madison, one for two. Um, receiving, it was Jamar Chase and Adam Thielen were the two guys, uh, were the main focal points for uh, the teams uh, each in the in the passing game. Jamar Chase, was targeted seven times. He did haul in five of those for 101 yards, averaging 20.2. He did have the touchdown um, catch. T. Higgins targeted five times, hauled in four for 58, averaging 14.5. And he did have a long of 28s along with a touchdown. Joe Mixon, four for four for 23 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd, three, uh, three receptions on four targets for 32. C.J. Uzama, two targets, two receptions for 35. His longest was that 32-yard play on fourth and inches, like I had said. Samaj P. Ryan, one for one for seven yards. And then Mike Thomas was targeted three times. Uh, he did bring in one for five yards. Um, on the Minnesota side, Thielen uh, targeted nine or ten times and had in, uh, he did haul in nine of those for 92, averaging 10.2. He did have both touchdown receptions for the Minnesota Vikings. Osborne, seven uh, receptions for 76. Cook, uh, six receptions for 43 out of the backfield. Justin Jefferson, five of nine, uh, 71 yards, averaging 14.2 reception. For longest was 34. Conklin, four for four for 41. Abdullah, two for two for 15. Ham, two for two for nine. Westbrook, one for one for 11. Madison, one for one for four. Um, Herndon was targeted twice and did not haul in a reception. Um, when you look at everything, I mean, you know, the the Bengals, again, did a, you know, did a solid job of, of really, of getting the job done 
when it mattered most. I mean, you look at the first downs, Minnesota had 24 first downs compared to the Bengals for 20. Uh, the Bengals had 12 of those by um, by pass and then seven on the ground. They did get one via penalty. Now you look at the Bengals, they gave up three first downs via penalty to Minnesota. That you simply cannot have. Um, and looking at the, let me see if I can find the, um, the stats for the, the penalties. And I do not have it here in the, the game notes here. Um, but you look at, you know, the Bengals, they were able to, they were able to, you know, to hold Minnesota down relatively well offensively. Now they did give up 403 total net yards of offense, um, an average gain per play of 5.4 yards. So, you know, they did a relatively good job of keeping the offense down, um, except for the passing game. Now, obviously, you look at uh, you, you look at how well the the secondary did. They did a relatively good job outside of Eli Apple. Eli Apple he did struggle mightily um, in some aspects of the game, and you know that's something to where Trey Wayne's uh, when he comes back, and he's going to have to come back, you know, hopefully quickly because, you know, he's going to have to step up and, and, and take control there. Uh, but on the ground, you know, net yards rushing, 67 yards for Minnesota compared to 149. That's where the Bengals really got the job done. Uh, they had 34 minutes and 51 seconds of, uh, of possession compared to 35 minutes and nine seconds for Minnesota. Um, the key here, though, is third down. Now, this was the Bengals' big problem. It's been the Bengals' problem over the last couple seasons. Um, I, it feels like I harp on it every single year I'm doing, or every single show I've done um, so far, you know, in, re, in regards to the Bengals, uh, their postgame talks here. Um, third down efficiency, the Bengals did a much better job in this game. They were 37.5%. Um, that's what they held Minnesota to. Minnesota was 6 of 16 on third down. The Bengals on the flip side, their downfall, only 21.4%. They converted 3 of 14. That simply cannot happen. That number has to get better to where they cannot be having um, the punts like they did. Kevin Heber punted seven times yesterday uh, for a total of 332 yards. Uh, he had three punts inside the 20 and one touchback. He averaged 47.4 yards per punt, a net of 42.9. So, you know, the the Bengals did a relatively good job there on third down, and they forced Minnesota into eight punts, um, eight punts for 402 yards, uh, an average of 50.3, uh, one inside the 20. So the Bengals did a much better job in controlling the field position in that aspect there and having the field flipped. Um, Kevin Huber, I continue to say, is one of the best punters in the league. Uh, the guy flat out gets it done. And, you know, he he just – he's such a weapon in, in special teams. And now you look at the kicking game, the Bengals have another weapon in the special teams area as well with Evan McPherson. The kick can flat out kick it. And that's why the Bengals used the draft pick on him. You know, coming out of Florida – uh, you know, you you look at where this team was last year with Randy Bullock, 
um, you know, so-called pulling his calf or hammy or whatever it was last year, shanking the kick and giving the Bengals a a loss in their first game. Here, Evan McPherson drills two huge field goals and gets the Bengals the victory. So that kind of right there, that flips it in terms of, you know, the mentality and where the Bengals are in, you know, in, in terms of the special teams game with their kickers. Um, clutch job there. You know, you look at you look at the oh here we go here's the penalty aspect here. So Minnesota started off this game. This is huge here. Twelve penalties for 116 yards. Now, it was amazing to watch the the offense for Minnesota and how when the game started the the numerous false start penalties that occurred because of the loud the the loud crowd noise and how amazing it was at PBS crowd was into it. It was so loud. And again, caused problems for Minnesota offensively where they had numerous false start penalties. It didn't get better. 12 penalties for 116 yards where the Bengals had three penalties for only 15 yards. Now all three of those penalties resulted in a first down for Minnesota. So that right there has to change uh, you know, for the, you know, for the Bengals, you know, if you're wanting to improve, you know, your, you know, basically, you know, your, your performance in game and that, that has to change. Um, but if you look at, you look at the way the, the game started here, the Bengals, the largest lead for each team was, um, well, the Bengals largest lead was 14 compared to seven for Minnesota. Minnesota did not have one drive all game where they were leading. The Bengals had five drives where they were leading. The Bengals overall in the game had 16 minutes and 21 seconds of possession where they were leading. So Minnesota had six drives this entire game yesterday where they were trailing, where they were trailing 14 minutes and 14 seconds. That game they were trailing compared to just four minutes and 52 seconds for the Bengals. And that four minutes and 52 seconds, they had that and they went, drove right down the field and they tied it up. And that right there, they did a great job of taking it to Minnesota and making them play from behind the whole time. The Bengals took care of the football. They didn't turn it over. You look at the one turnover in the game, happened in overtime, Dalvin Cook fumbled, Bengals recover, and boom, they go down and they take advantage and they score and they win the game. That is crucial for this football team. Now, is that something that we would have seen last year or the year before? Probably not. That's a game that the Bengals most likely lose last year or the year before that. They didn't do that. They got the win, and they continued to play solid football. Again, you know, when you're when you're leading for 16 minutes and 21 seconds out of an entire football game, that's fantastic. You know, again, the other team when they're, you know, when they have six drives to where they're trailing and they're unable to get the job done, that is huge. Now, granted, they tied it right at the end of the game. But again, the Cincinnati Bengals did a good job of of really shutting down Minnesota as, you know, as best as they could. And I think they did a really good job. I knew the defense was going to be improved this season, and that's what we saw there. Um, again, the injury to Trey Waynes really, I think, did a number because, again, you're having you're having um, 
Eli Apple step up and Eli Apple, is he a starter? I know he's not. Um, is he a, a backup? Yes. Is he one that can come in a couple plays? Yes. But that's about, you know, that's relatively it. Um, but again, you look at how the Bengals, you know, how they performed in this game. And again, they got the job done when needed. Um, you look at the Bengals gave up five plays yesterday of over 20 yards. Now, the Bengals only had three plays of over 20 yards. And one of those was a touchdown. The other one was probably one of the biggest parts of the game. And that was that 32-yard reception from C.J. Uzama on that fourth and inches play. Um, the other one was, a you know, T. Higgins. Uh, it was a 28-yard pass in the third quarter to where – you know, that was at the Bengals 38 yard line that goes for 28, you know, so, and he's pushed out of bounds on to where they flipped the field there, you know, so the Bengals, again, you look at, you look at how it played out and, you know, the biggest problem was though, two of the Minnesota's two biggest plays took place in the fourth quarter. Now, compared to you know the Bengals' biggest plays were well, obviously outside of outside of the one in overtime. The Bengals' biggest plays took you know right before the end of the half, and then in the third quarter. That's where, you know, that's where the Bengals were able to do their damage. Minnesota's was late in the game, and even they had one in the second or they had two in the second quarter, um, and then one in the third quarter. After halftime, you don't want to be giving up those long plays. Plain and simple, it's just you're not helping your team out. If you're going to do it, if you're going to give up long plays, it better be early on to where you can, you know, lock it down, you know, adjust and and continue to move forward. But again, the Bengals did a, a solid job of getting the job done when it mattered most. And that is a big step for this football team. And that's going to bring me to the fourth down call uh, that took place in the third quarter where the Cincinnati Bengals were up 21 to 7. Now, I love the play call. And I was listening, I think it was uh, Tim McGee, uh, as he was on uh, with Chick Ludwig on uh, 700 WLW last night. And he was flat out putting Zach Taylor on blast for that play call. Uh, Basically, I mean, he said it was the most idiotic thing he's ever seen in his entire life. Um, you know, just a horrible play call, has no idea what he's doing. I disagree with that. I love the aggressiveness of Zach Taylor in that point in time. You could feel the Cincinnati Bengals had momentum in that game at that point in time. They get that first down there. That just continues. You continue to step your foot on the throat of the Minnesota Vikings and put them out of that game. That's what happens if you convert that first down right there. That takes them right out of it. On the flip side of it, you better convert or it could completely go sideways. And that's what happened. The game went sideways there. Minnesota snatched the momentum right back. And went on that drive to where they scored that touchdown uh, on that four-play 30-yard drive, uh, you know, capped off by the Adam Thielen um, touchdown. So, you know, 
brilliant when it works, catastrophic when it doesn't. I still love the play call. I I think that that was I I loved it. Again, I I think now chances are I'm probably going to be in the minority, and I'm I'm willing to bet that that's going to be the case. But I still feel the way it played out, it worked out in terms of Zach Taylor felt the he felt exactly what I was seeing there. There's your chance to end this football game now, and that's how you're gonna you're gonna put that team away if you convert that uh, that first down right there. Unfortunately, it did not work again. It's brilliant if it works, catastrophic when it doesn't. You're gonna look dumb. Now, I wasn't you know as soon as it happened in the game, I looked around. I was like, I love it, absolutely love it. It just didn't work out. I would love to have seen it work out, and we're not talking about it now, but it is what it is. The Bengals still got the job done. Uh, love the way they came out. I still feel really good about this football team here. In a game, like I said, that I didn't feel that they would win. Now, like I said, for shits and giggles, I did pick them to win. Uh, I, I picked them to win 24-20. They got the job done. Um, and, you know, it was <laughs> – it, it feels good that they were able to do it the way they did. Uh, that was – much needed. And, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, again, a well-deserved victory on opening, you know, on opening week. Um, you know, the way things played out, uh, the the team played hard. They fed off the energy from the crowd. And it was, it was just fantastic. Simply fantastic to be a Bengals fan. A lot of fun. It was great being back at the stadium. And, you know, it was just worth you know everything there it was so much fun to be back so uh thank you guys as always for tuning in you can always follow me on twitter at i am chris asbrock and at is cincy again follow me on twitter on i am chris asbrock and at is cincy i'll be back every week where i will be obviously discussing the Bengals game and usually it's going to be with a video uh, it'll be, uh, that'll be posted on YouTube on the, on our YouTube page. Uh, but if not, obviously this one, I did not have a chance to, um, be able to put up any video. So this is just strictly in podcast form. Uh, but again, as always, thank you guys so much for your, uh, for your support and, and listening. It truly means a lot. Uh, again, I will be back next week to discuss the bears game, uh, where they will host the Bengals at 1 o'clock on Fox. Uh, right now, I think the Bengals open up as a three-point betting underdog, which is a little little strange to me, but, I mean, hey, we'll take it. Uh, the Bengals, I still feel pretty good about it. I will be coming up with a uh, preview. That will be posted on the website at www.iscincy.com. That will be posted up here in the next couple of days, so make sure you check that out. And also, I've uh, been in discussions with Kirk Metzler, and we're going to be back discussing some pro wrestling uh, in our podcast where, you know, if you remember, we brought that back, and that was always quite entertaining to listen to us go back and forth at it. So, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check us out. Uh, and for all your fitness needs, as always, make sure you check out fnxfit.com. That is fnxfit.com. Make sure you try the Super Greens. Simply phenomenal. Uh, it's you know they they taste great. I have the Tropical Punch one, 
And I tell you what, you will not be disappointed. Um, get those greens in. Truly worth it. I'm telling you, it's truly worth it. Great flavor, great products over at FNX Fit. And if you want 15% off of your purchase, make sure you use the promo code BDIESEL. That is capital B, capital D on that. Again, that's FNXFit.com, FNXFit.com. Use the promo code BDIESEL for 15% off. And as always, thank you guys so much and have yourselves a fantastic rest of your week. And I will be back next week to discuss the Bengals and Bears. Take care, everybody.